This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. It is Friday, October 6, 2023, Breaking Boston. Right now, we got pretty much one team in action. Your Bruins dropped the puck on their season in the middle of next week. The Celtics a few weeks after that. The Sox long gone, baby, in all of your American League Division and National League Division series kick off this weekend. So right now, we are squarely focused on the task at hand, which is the New England Patriots actually winning a football game. They have lost more than they have won this season. They have really not looked good at any point throughout the season. And Hart and I believe that the key to the Patriots winning on Sunday is to pretty much play as predictable and boring a game as possible and just try to outlast, survive the New Orleans Saints coming to town on Sunday. And Andy, the big news of the week was the reacquisition of cornerback J.C. Jackson, who the Chargers were so enamored of, they actually paid him to please leave town and go back from whence he came. The Patriots are paying like a million and a half dollars It's a late-round pick swap. He's pretty much only in town for the year, guaranteed. After that, no money is owed. He'll probably be a free agent. My prediction, he plays pretty well for the Pats this year, goes somewhere else again next year, and gets paid all over again in a Jamie Collins, but at the cornerback-style role. But how much of an impact do you think he could possibly have on the defense, and will he be a difference maker in a game Sunday where the Pats have gone from a point home favorite to a point home dog? Uh, I absolutely think he'll be a difference maker. Now, I don't know if it'll be in the positive, but I think it may prevent the negative, if that makes any sense, because I think there was the potential for you have a a Saints team that is scuffling offensively, even though they have weapons, even though they have Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara's back, all of those things. And as I said last night on the Rich Keefe show, Alvin Kamara a week ago with the most Uh, incredible stat line you'll ever see with 13 catches for just 30 yards a week ago. That is borderline impossible to do. Um, In fantasy, PPR, okay, great. You got good points. In real football, terrible. So the Saints have been scuffling offensively, so it's not like the greatest show on turf is coming to town, but they have the potential to throw the ball. And if you were without Christian Gonzalez, Jack Jones still not going down the path we thought he was going to go, Jonathan Jones still a question mark. I think he'll be back out there, but I don't know. Um, Miles Bryant, Sean Wade, I think those are diminishing returns type players like 
They can stick a finger in the hole in the dike, but at some point the water pressure pushing back is coming really hard and they might not be able to hold it up. So I think J.C. Jackson, even though it's boom, Thursday on the practice field, you just got here. Could you really play Sunday? Hell yeah, you haven't changed much since I left. It's all kind of the same stuff. I can mm-hmm. I can do this. I think I think this is a big, big spot for J.C. Jackson. And there's a history of these guys. Like, remember the Dion Branch game against the Ravens, I believe? The Ravens. He, he caught back? a touchdown in his first game back in 2010. I think you will see. We will be talking on Breaking Boston on Monday or on all the various Six Rings post-game shows and podcasts about J.C. Jackson next week. And I think it'll be for the marginally better. I don't think it'll be, whoa, he had three interceptions and they won the game because of him and a pick six. But I think we will be praising what J.C. Jackson brings to the table against the Saints. Yeah, and it's probably because it, it, I still think he'll maybe have a pick. You know, I, I, I'm i looking for the odds on that on FanDuel because I think somehow it just, like you said, Deion Branch, what were the odds he would score in his first game back? J.C. Jackson, what are the odds? One one team's trash now becomes another team's treasure, and he thrives again in the Belichick Patriots system. I say he has an impact on Sunday. We're not talking about, like you said, two, three interceptions, but mostly because he's going to play a competent level of cornerback. Once Christian Gonzalez went out against Dallas, you were left with Sean Wade, Miles Bryant, and then forcing Jalen Mills back into the slot. Another place where he's comfortable, though he has said he'd rather play safety. I don't think he's been getting as much run at safety as he would like. So now back in the slot, because you're going to have to throw Jonathan Jones on the outside, Mills in the slot. John Jones and J.C. Jackson, welcome back to 2021 New England Patriots, basically. And okay, I could if if they're if as long as they stay healthy, I can live with that. Now, J.C. Jackson, though, in addition to disagreeing with Brandon Staley, having some fundamental issues, didn't like the way he was being deployed. They didn't like his attitude. It was a bad marriage from Jump Street and a very expensive one at that. Has had a couple of key injuries along the way. Do we think he's going to be able to actually stay on the field? I think that more than him organizationally fitting back in seamlessly is going to be the big million, multi-million, well, million and a half dollar question. Yeah, it's not that costly of a question, but it is a question. I, I do want to see, you know, a few reps and see, okay, what does he have? Okay, he's back in a comfortable system with a comfortable coaching staff, whatever. And then you look at the physical, patella tendon, he's had the ankle issues. There may be some long-term knee injury uh, concerns, sort of like Juju, where it's like, oh, I mean, he's not hurt, but he doesn't have great knee there, like that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I'll be watching for that. Um, but again, the way the, the Saints are playing, I'm not sure. Again, on paper, Chris Olave, Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara, you're like, whoa, that's that's a challenge. But they, they're not playing to their names. They're not playing to their resumes right now. Now, you don't want to be the reason they start playing to their names and their resumes and looking like you know they're supposed to look. But yeah, I will be watching J.C. Jackson's talent. And we also have to acknowledge, as much as we're going to focus on the back end, there's going to be questions about the front end and no Matthew Judon. And I know a lot has been thrown at Keon white. Like he's going to be the guy that's going to step up. And, you know, he made me laugh the other day when he was, what do you say? Like, I'm not a real big energy guy unless you couldn't tell or something, but he is. That's the funny thing. He isn't, he's not fake energy. He's when the ball is snapped, I'm whooping somebody's energy. Like the, the kneel down. Mm -hmm. We talked about it the other day. Like, he brings energy between whistles, and that's really all I sure. care about. I don't need energy when you're drafted. I don't need energy on a Wednesday or a Thursday when you're talking about the performance. I need your energy in the game. And I do think we're going to be talking about Keon White next week as well when we do these podcasts, and I think he's going to be a key factor because if the back end 
holds up their bar- part of the bargain, then we're going to be looking at the front end and say, oh, is Uche getting there? Is Barmore getting there? Is Keon White getting there? Is somebody replacing Judon? And that's mm-hmm. another question that needs to be answered. Yeah, and of course, the laundry list of players that were questionable and listed on the injury report this week, it was in the double digits. Never great for this time of year. It seems awful early to be getting into the double digits as well. Especially when you're one in three. Yeah, especially exactly. And now the key member of your defense in the front end and the back end is now lost for the season as well. Though I know Judon posted to his Instagram stories, just got out of surgery. I'll be back. Yeah, Yes, no. yeah, 2024 year yeah. old. You're not coming back this season. And what are, what's with all these people thinking like and also, they're cyborgs yeah. and they don't actually yeah. follow yeah. the rules of medicine? I also don't need a Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis type reappearance using deer antler spray or some other sort of like uh, competitive performance advantage substance. Like we're not going to be talking about quick, hurry back because the Super Bowl is hanging in the balance. It's more like be ready for next year when we'll have hopefully a better idea of what the Pats are doing on both sides of the ball. And I also don't need Keon White to be like Matthew Judon, throwing balls to the fans in the stands at training camp, being a big energy guy, saying like, you know, like doing the Hulk Hogan, like, let me hear your brothers. Like, no, just so long as from the snap to whistle, you are one of the most effective, dominant, aggressive, assertive players on the field. That's all we need. And I think it was Lawrence Guy who was speaking with the media this week. And someone said that they had had a chance to talk to Keon White. And he said like, whoa you got Keon white to talk that's really special like <laughs> uh, so i think he's kind of like i think his teammates are impressed with him and i won't say he's revered in the locker room but i think they think he can be something special as well and now this is going to be his opportunity for us to find out and he can maybe show out as well the last thing i'll ask you one of the things i always like to yeah lawrence guy said hold on you talked to Keon. you t- he talked to you for real you're lucky you got Keon to talk yeah i love lawrence guy um, so one of the things we always ask, and we'll get a chance to today on the six rings and football things podcast, speak with Nick Underhill of new Orleans football, as we go behind enemy lines. And they tell us what everyone is talking about, both in terms of the saints in anticipation of the game of the Patriots and what people down in the bayou are saying about the Patriots as well. I always ask our, uh, our guest, Andy name a player or two that we're not that we weren't expected to talk about that we may be talking about come Sunday night uh, or Monday morning affecting the game. So I'll ask you of our own team, who do you think? Give me one guy on both sides of the ball we may be talking about for better or worse come Sunday night on six rings or Monday morning. So offensively, I think it's the kind of obvious one, and I think that's Demario Douglas, the guy that has shown um, spark in two games but hasn't had a lot of opportunities, a guy that everybody's basically been lusting for since week two of training camp to be a bigger part of the offense. Um, I think people are growing tired of Juju Smith-Schuster, growing tired of Devontae Parker playing like 80% of the snaps and all that. Um, So I would say Demario Douglas, maybe Bill O'Brien says, you know what, F it. I'm going back to what I used to do when we were good, and I'm going to have a little slot receiver on the field that the quarterback can throw the ball to quickly. Yeah. So I, I would say Demario Douglas on offense. Defensively, um, it's interesting because I don't know. Josh Uche. I'm going to say Josh Uche, even though I don't know that his role is necessarily going to grow from rotational, situational pass rusher. I think there may be a little bit of, it's my time. Like, it's a, it's a contract season. Right. Judon went down. I'm not in his shadow anymore. Batman's gone. What's that? Co- Who's the guy that put on the Batman suit when he was Robin and now he's Batman? Like, that oh, kind Dick of Gra- yeah, Dick Grayson. Uh, he, uh, he, yeah, he became Nightwing. 
He's Nightwing. He is Dick Grayson. Never heard Dick Grayson before in my life, but Dick Grayson, I'm going to say you didn't set me up to say a funny Dick name. So Dick Grayson is Josh Uche on Sunday. Nightwing is stepping into the bat suit because Bruce Wayne has gone down. Exactly. Plus, lest we forget, Matthew Judon told us before the season that Josh Uche, he pumped his tires big time and said he's the better pass rusher. Yep. Now's your time to let us know and show us. Let's go, Dick. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone, everyone, everyone was posting like the Brady returns games, like the on to Cincinnati thing this week. Like, could that be it for Mac? Instead of the let's go <laughs> Mac Dick. running out in the field instead of Brady, we're not going to get Mac, Mac, Mac. Let's hear the fans going. Let's go, Dick. <laughs> or I could just do I could just do an Uche chant. That's fine. Whatever oh, that, that gets way. us the W. And I'm going to throw in Chad Ryland as well because you're going to get a chance to hit a bunch of field goals because that's <laughs> what kind of game it's going to be. Put it between the uprights. All right. So let's split the uprights and give the audience some good dick on Sunday. All right, that's Excuse enough. Excuse me? All right, that'll do, folks. Uh, so there you go. If you want to get the full preview, uh, we broke it down on six rings and football things. We'll get behind enemy lines today with Nick Underhill from NewOrleans.Football. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone have a great day. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. It's at FitzyGFY. It's at Joe Humbahart. And it's at Gillette, 1 o'clock Sunday. I, yeah, I got a little tongue. You're drunk. I haven't had enough it's coffee. Early. Okay, St. Pat's Sunday at 1. We'll talk to you later.